Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Pete Makalek. Welcome, Pete. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Craig. It's great to see you again. We had, um, for the longest time, I wasn't super onboard team must do pre calls for shows because I felt like I was pretty good at deciding who to invite and like what to, you know, there's time to talk beforehand and it was going good. Then I realized if you do pre calls, you get to talk to everybody twice. Now I'm like, everybody has to do a pre call because I want an extra half an hour of chit chat. <laughs> so, so I'm officially on team pre call, not because I throw people out, but because I love talking to people. Ooh. So on our pre-call, we were talking about many things, and one of them, which I want to start with today, is about video logging. I personally loathe the word vlog only because it's hard to say, and it sounds like blog, so blog and vlog are hard to tell apart. Mm. But you, um, I don't actually recall, I don't know if I scrolled far enough, when you started doing your video log, mm. um, but tell me a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish inside your video log. And I think that's probably going to lead to like, who is Pete and what does Pete, <laughs> but you can go there if you want to too, but what, what's the onus, what's the intention for creating your uh, bite-sized video logs? Oh, great. Um, there's a lot to that question. So I co-run a company called Sage Presence, and we are all about building the confident presence of professional folks out there, specifically for professional service firms. And we started vlogging and sorry, I'm going to use the word vlog because oh, you can use it. I just trip over when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> my partner and I started vlogging during COVID. Um, he and I were actually very nervous when COVID hit because historically our business mm. was all about face-to-face -face communication, face-to-face -face presence. You know, we were, we're very much about, um, the nonverbal aspect of mm. communication. I mean, that's what most people think of presence as. So we spend a lot of time helping people communicate more effectively, both verbally and nonverbally. Anyway, when COVID hit and everything went virtual, we were pretty darn nervous because historically all of our clientele had been found face to face. And then we remembered that, oh yeah, we've got a background in film helping people get comfortable in front of cameras. Mm -hmm. so we started focusing on, uh, on uh, screen presence and two really cool things happened. The first thing was our existing clients, because everything was camera now, they were asking us for this sort of thing. And the second thing was our the limits on who we could consider prospects totally went away. And all mm. of a sudden we were working with folks all over the country. We got our first Canadian client. So it was a, a, a very big thing. And we both thought, okay, now that, now that cameras are such a big part of what we're doing, we should start creating a vlog. And so that's, uh, that's, that's what we started doing in, I guess, mid 2000. There are a bunch that we did, um, that are no longer available because we didn't love our backgrounds. You know, this background that I have right now is, is a product of a, uh, a vendor of ours called mood modular. 
And this, uh, this company does this fantastic job of helping you create uh, background. If anybody knows, uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mood. Uh, it's, it's spelled mud, M-U-D with a little umlaut over the, over the, uh, over the U. Thank you um, for clarifying. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, great company. Uh, they did this fantastic job of getting a sense of what our visual brand is. And then they designed this background. So yeah, some people, when they, when they see me, they'll, they'll go, oh, is that, is that some kind of electronic background? And we, we dislike the, 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 electronic yeah i think i know yeah Yeah, the virtual backgrounds yeah the virtual yes thank you the virtual backgrounds we do not like them they you know they turn your hands into nobody does nobody likes them and yeah it's it it just it's problematic in so many ways uh and we don't like the blurred background either it's a little better um uh, and your background is great. I I, I love how, how you set up your Aww, background. So, thank so, you. Some it's people... my living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally real. Like everything in the... Oh, can you see in the video? You can see... Oh, Pete, this... I'm, I'm trying to look at my video. This box up here. People uh, are okay. Everybody watching in the video? Ha ha, there's no video. It's an audio podcast. This box up here contains a small selection of HO scale model railroads. My father and I built a model railroad in our garage, like 30 by 50 scratch built. I mean, this thing was enormous and it was lit and the trains are all remote. I mean, like professional model railroad. We worked on it for like 30 years. And eventually my father passed away and we had to sell the house. And I was like, I am not trying to move this railroad. So that like all that stuff over like there and then there's things. And the only thing that I have hacked in this space is if I tip my glasses, you can see there's some lights up above my monitor. Wow. I have some particular lights up there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Craig tells the irrelevant anecdote about, <laughs> so it's an audio podcast and Pete and I are talking about all now. I am completely aware people, if there's one, hi mom, somebody listening, the, show that I'm talking about building my show is audio. Why are we talking about video so much? Um, because one obvious question to ask you, uh, oh, by the way, Pete actually is an audio podcaster too. It's just, we're talking about video. And I asked Peter, Pete, Peter, Peter, sorry, what your favorite, you know, I asked podcast and he told me about a show that he likes to listen to. And he's clearly got at what I would say a podcaster's ear. Mm. And uh, one obvious question to ask would be what, um, after you've done video logging, and I really think there's a lot of wisdom in like, hmm, I think I will challenge myself by going into a medium that I haven't been in before, and I'm just going to jump in the pool and I'm going to do the thing and we're going to refine it. A lot of wisdom there. Mm-hmm. But has it changed how you listen to, and I don't mean how like while mowing or doing the dishes, I mean like how, like what you're listening for, what you tolerate, what you'd like, what you enjoy, has what you've done in the video space changed how you listen to podcasts at all? Oh, interesting question. Um, I don't think so. So one thing about me is I am I am not like the most aesthetically oriented person in the world. So part, partner Dean and team member Troy both have way more experience behind the camera than I do. And, and they're both far more finicky <laughs> than I am in terms of like setting up a shot and making sure that things are, are just right. And so 
I'm the kind of person who, when I listen to a podcast and, you know, if I notice a dog barking in the background or, or uh, a police car passing by on the street, I, I'll notice it, but I won't like, uh, I won't mark it down as a negative, you know, it's so not a problem for me. And, um, we were before we started recording we were talking about Seth Godin's uh podcast Akimbo and i remember on one of his on one of his he talked about um uh when covid hit he started recording his podcast from his closet <laughs> because that was the right acoustics and i was like that's amazing and i really don't think i would have noticed if he didn't, <laughs> you know, so, uh, take it for, uh, whatever it's worth to you. I, 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 I listen to the words coming out of people's mouths. I don't really listen to the sound quality. You know, you've got obviously a fantastic setup and, um, I don't know if anybody said this to you before, but your voice is like butter. I, I love how you sound. It's embarrassing. Um, I get it all the time. <laughs> uh, I've said this a million times on the show. Thanks, mom. That's why my voice sounds like, and my dad, that's why my voice sounds like it does. Um, I just happen to be a giant Italian with a humongous barrel chest. So, <clears throat> but there are, I will say there are two tricks that I will suggest people consider. One is try different microphones. You, you know, record yourself, listen back and, and see what you like. I had a friend who I really didn't know the guy as a musician. It turned out, I mean, I knew he played bass guitar, but he this guy's like a raging musician with his own home studio that he wears professional work. And when I said, I want to start podcasting, what microphone should I get? Right. Everybody's favorite question. He basically said, get this one. It's a sure SM 58. It's a classic rock and roll mic. And he said, start with that. It's not even, it's, it's a hundred dollars. It's not even expensive. I was like, okay. I mean, the, but it's like the person that I asked happened to know the best answer for my voice. I didn't realize, and I asked him later. He's like, oh yeah, it's specifically that's a good one for you. So try different mics. Try just because you spent forty dollars on one doesn't mean you have the best one for your voice. Find one that you like better. Um, the other thing is, I stand. I, I think you're standing too. If you're not standing, you're faking it really well. I tell everybody, <laughs> try standing. The first couple times you do it, it's really hard. Um, I think it's probably easier to do video standing too, would be my guess. Yep. Um, but standing up um, opens your diaphragm, tends to give you a little more space. So your base, your, your voice goes down on your torso a little more. Yeah, um, I totally endorse standing while you talk. Uh, that's that's one of the things that that I try to get my clients to do because I, I, you know, I think you just have more energy and you're the, the people that you're talking to can, can see it and hear it and, and mm -hmm. feel it as a result. I kind of imagine, um, from what I've, like, I've watched a couple of the, as we mentioned before, I watched a couple of the small vlog videos and I, I know some of who your customers would be like, not particular people, but like, I can, I can just picture, you know, I came in with the rolled up architecture plans and then we roll it out and then Bob's like, all right, here's the thing. I, I, I imagine people standing when I imagine them doing presentations. Um, and I'm just thinking that for people who are podcasting, uh, people like who are listening, the chance to, well, next time you go to track one of your intros, record one of your intros, try standing up. I mean, it, it then it's like, oh, well, my desk is too low. And then everything else is kind of, oh, that's in the way, or how am I going to do this? And there, and there are lots of tips. 
One tip is a music stand. People get the old style high school music stand with a little shock that goes up and down. Just pull that up in front of you. You can hold your whole computer on there. But try standing up. Try recording it differently. Try using a different microphone. Um, make little changes and see what you get. Fantastic advice. <laughs> and it's the Craig Show. <laughs> you don't need more Craig on the internet. It's supposed to be the Pete Show. Um, what's uh, so? I don't like to put. I really avoid putting people on the spot because it doesn't ever work out well. But what I want to say is, what happened to your audio podcast? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, Craig and I met uh, because I had a, a an aspiration for a an audio blog, blog and I'm still. I'm still uh, sorry. I, I I just called it an audio blog. That's a bizarre term. No, I, yeah, you I can I call it anything you want. I don't want to make you feel weird about language. And the aspiration is still there. The idea is to interview folks who feel like they're up to something, making a difference out there. Mm -hmm. Because a, I'm a big fan of that, and B, I think my clients are all about that. It it's both a um uh, a heart project and uh i believe a business supportive project the uh so what happened to it 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 got put on pause because i don't know uh, co-running a business there's a lot to do you know and when i, when I and we told, don't have cloning yet yes yeah when i told my partner about the podcast he was like great you know if you can squeeze it in while you're doing everything else that you need to do go right ahead you know and i was like great and i just haven't found a way to squeeze it in yet you know i, I there's I, he pointed out recently i come up with a lot of good ideas but there's still only 24 hours in a day and good i, I always say good ideas not enough i um, i think i have a lot of great ideas that doesn't mean that i should try and execute all of them <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of times the, for me, the most important part is, okay, that's great. That's nice. Write it down, you know, digitally paper, something, get out of your head. And then I sometimes I feel like I should make an inverse tickler file, you know, where things have dates on it. And then every month the stuff on the end gets thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Cause if yeah. I don't remember it, it wasn't that great. Yeah. Gotta say though, the way that we've structured the the vlogs though have been phenomenally efficient in a way that I um, did not anticipate. So when we started doing the vlogs, Dean was saying, you know, we're gonna need to do um, uh, one shot wonders, and I was like, well, you can do that. <laughs> That's true. You know, That's a high bar like a, you got there. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a lot of pressure to me. And he he thinks faster than I do. Um, I I uh, I think at my own pace. He he he's he's just wired differently. And it uh, he's kind of a fascinating guy. And he's um, one thing about his natural wiring is he figures things out as he goes and he sounds interesting as he does. And it doesn't really sound like he's figuring things out. Mm. You know, it's, it just, it just comes out in this, 
sequential way that makes a ton of sense and it's very engaging and it's like how the heck do you do that i my wiring is very different <laughs> and very often i kind of need to pause and figure out where i am and and um and uh uh kind of need to sort of take stock of where i am and figure out how to proceed but what we've done over the years um, is, well, two things. We we found we found a guy to edit, and we also discovered this great and simple, easy way to edit. Especially now that um, cameras are so dang high def. Basically, I just whenever I interrupt myself, I I clap to Make let the editor know. Okay, uh, I want you to I, uh, uh, I you know I'm. I'm I'm talking to you now, Mr. Editor, and I'm telling you what what uh, what what I want you to do. You know, cut cut the thing that I just said, starting at blah blah blah, and and then when I'm when I'm done talking to him, I'll clap again and then I'll resume. And he cuts out the stuff that I want him to cut out, and instead of it being like a jump cut where or or a you know a a flash cut which. Um, kind of looks cheesy what he does is he jumps he, he shifts from a, a normal ratio to a slightly zoomed in ratio hmm. so it's it looks it still looks good you know it looks smooth it sounds smooth and i think most people aren't going oh pete just screwed up <laughs> <laughs> yes Marnas, let me see you talk for five minutes without misspeaking <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Video. Okay. So, so I'm, I was gonna say I'm afraid of video. I'm not afraid of video, but I'm afraid of the amount of work that I would make for myself. Because sometimes yeah. people say, "Why?" All I have to do is when I set this room up, um, the audio platform we're using, I could have just pushed a button that said "We're recording video too," and and then I'd have a video show. And yeah. I yeah. I bridle at so i think one person like a host on mic for video i think it works because i'm looking at pete pete's talking you know this he's, i'm looking over my shoulder he's clearly talking to me right so this makes sense but when you have two people when i try to do two guests on a conversation where do i put the people because i don't know anybody else but every time i've been the third wheel in a conversation i get the 45 degree side shot of two people who are talking to each other you know and i'm watching the ping pongs you know, and, and that's, and film even does that. They all know <clears throat> when you're cutting back and forth, <clears throat> not even using the cough button, <laughs> cut to the left to look at Sally, cut to the right to look at Harry, you go back and forth and you don't cross that line or you cross the line when you want to show a major change in tone. And I think that that video would be really distracting for people. They're like two, two people looking like, oh, what's the thing? And then. I don't know. I, I, I can't watch a video of two people talking to each other when they're both looking at me. I'm like, stop looking at me. You're not looking at each other. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but now I'm off in the weeds about my personal preferences of video. So in the interim, you know, so during the, the time period that I was thinking about doing a um, this interview um, podcast, and by the way, I've been going back and forth as to whether it should truly be audio or if it should also be 
um, video. video. And the, the, the main argument for, for video is because we're all about presence, it's like, it seems like we should be in front of the camera. Hmm. <laughs> but know? what about your guest? What if your guest is like, oh, I'm kind of shy. I don't want to. But anyway, sorry, keep going. So anyway, during this interim, um, my team member, Troy, started interviewing folks and and started kind of adding to the vlog that we put out. And he does a really good job. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I started watching it. I'm like, boy, that's actually kind of the format that I had in mind in a way. Um, so I, I think we have the, I think we, we have the basics in place. I should just bite the bullet and ask somebody, Hey, can I interview you and give it a shot? You know? Um, and part of the reason I bring it up is, is he does do it exactly the way that you yeah, I did see it. one in the feed, yeah. you know, so he's talking, but it's only me, everybody yeah. else in the world apparently doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Don't do it my way just because I think it's my, like, it's just my opinion about that. Um, a lot of people do side by side because how, I mean, the other way to do it is the two men between ferns, you know, modality where there's two people, but even then they have to put their chairs like on slight angles and they kind of sit sideways at each other and, you know, yeah. cause yeah. yeah, then, but then there's five cameras and two guys with mics and, oh, now it's a production. Yeah. There's a guy out there named Lex Friedman, uh, who does these, um, really, really great interviews and they're like multiple hours long. He's got a YouTube channel and he does them. I think, I think he, 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 he's got to do it. Um, virtually, you know, uh, he and his interviewees are not in the same place, mm. but, but yeah, he, he gets the cameras set up the way that you're describing where, where he's at a 45 degree angle pointed in one direction. And the person he's talking to is the 45 degree angle pointed in the opposite direction. Ooh, that's it, neat. Cuts, it cuts back and forth and it, and it feels more natural. Yeah. When you, when you see it done, seem not seem to me, you see it done well, you're like, Oh, you have just wrecked it for me, you know. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk back a little bit, a little bit, and say, like you were saying about podcasts, you can listen through. You know, you can still, even if Craig doesn't like the way the video is laid out, it's like, well, this content is so good, it's great. Mm -hmm. so, content is king in my mind. Definitely, definitely, and and there are. I really think the the listening audience for podcasts as well as video is very bimodal. There's a group of people who listen to everything, you know, like they listen to all my episodes, they listen to all of, you know, Akimba, they listen to all of your video logs. And then there are people who only ever watch one because mm -hmm. they were there for the guest mm, or they sure. were there for the topic that you covered. So they're searching, they find the thing, they listen to your comments about how to give advice part two, and they, they watch five minutes of video and then they go away. They don't remember who, who was even talking. Um, and I actually think most of the people who hear my voice showed up because they wanted to hear the guest. So despite the fact that I yammer constantly, I try to keep that in mind. Like, you know, this is, this is about Pete talk as much as I need to, to get Pete to say more, which turns out to be quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your final thoughts on, um, I don't know if we should challenge people to try and do some video or if we should challenge people to i think we should challenge people to try it and uh, uh, uh yeah let me throw out a, a couple of things related to this so um so you and i were in a, a class that seth godin um sort of taught 
uh, virtually taught. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let me put it this way. He showed up every now and then and we, and allowed us to ask him questions. And I, and I, I was able to ask him, Hey, I'm considering doing um, a video podcast instead of audio. What do you think about that? And he said, um, sure. Just know that the nice thing about audio is you're limiting the number of things that your audience can judge you on. With video, you are adding way more things your audience mm. can judge you on. And I think I think it's very true. And you know, that that's part of the reason why I like I like my background. <laughs> you know, I'm controlling some of the stuff I that I can control. And I do think there is something about the challenge of presenting to a camera that a lot of folks can benefit from practicing. It's very much like if you if if you challenge yourself at work to participate more in your meetings on a regular basis. If you challenge yourself to say, okay, I'm gonna have something constructive to say in every meeting I participate in for the next month. If you do that, you will be better at that and you will be more visible at work and people will start to recognize you for the contributions you're making. Will you bat a thousand? Almost <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> So there is a risk to it. And I, uh, in my own, uh, uh, in my own experience, my initial vlogs were much worse <laughs> than my current vlogs. I I'll jump on that sword. My first episodes are horrible. I, uh... <laughs> I yeah, I, um, I, it, it, it's, it's something that I recommend challenging yourself about if your presence is something you want to get better at. Presence is a, there, there's a visual component to it. It's certainly not all visual. There's a lot about your presence that shows up in just your voice and in the words coming out of your mouth. But there is a substantial part of, um, you know, what your what your face is saying that you aren't consciously aware of what your posture is saying you know uh, when, how you gesture uh, when when you don't gesture there's lots of stuff yes that people can judge you on and the more you do it the the better you're going to get at it not necessarily because you're receiving any feedback from anybody else but it's just like the more you do anything the better you get at it you know, you can't help but uh, but start to recognize the nuances that you had no idea about mm. before you started doing it. And consciously or otherwise, you're picking up on those nuances and you are making decisions about those nuances and getting better over time. Terrific. <laughs> I'm not a video guy, so I don't know that I have anything to contribute. I think that's, uh, I'm thinking, oh, I really should be doing some videos. What's Pete's telling me here? Do it. Thanks. Do it, Craig. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, invite me on your show. There you go. Right back at you. Oh, All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, I tell people all the time. 
I tell people all the time, invite me on your show. And if you throw it on the cutting room floor, I won't be upset. I'm more than happy to be the guinea pig. That's a, a lot of what we did inside that course you're talking about was uh, the coaches showed up to try and like, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, test on us, whatever. Anyway, uh, I really appreciate your taking the time. I know when I reached out to you first, I was like a little more than a year ago, there was kind of some like me, you want to talk to me? I'm like, yes, you want to talk to you. I, I think that you're doing things in video that I know I haven't done. Um, mm. And then I think maybe more people should explore. Um, so I'll just leave it at that and say thanks for taking the time, Pete. It was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you again and to record. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And for those of you out there listening, if you want to learn anything more about me or Sage Presence, please check out our website. It's at sagepresence.com. And if you'd like to send me a message, there's a contact page on that website, and I would love to hear from you.